0: Champions,
1: big no, yes, yes. Wow. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It's the full forty with Chris and Rob brought to you by Nova Insider tonight. It's Sunday, December 9th, 2018. It's my birthday week. So we're excited. So we're excited. Obviously. That's the only reason to be excited for yep. this week of basketball. Nothing
0: else happening. Nothing
1: else no. is going on? Nope. Right? But welcome back, everyone. It's glad to have you. Just a little bit of logistics here before we do anything else. Our next podcast will come live. Well, well we're going to record it live yeah, and then we're going to edit it. not
0: totally live. Yeah, so.
1: not totally live, but... We will be in Lawrence, Kansas, <laughs> coming to you for the next podcast. Next weekend, Rob and I are going. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. But just teasing our next podcast before you even have to listen to this one.
0: I like it. Hopefully, we can actually find a spot to do the podcast. If For any of our listeners, if you remember last year for the Final Four, we did a podcast from the Team Hotel Lobby, which was great and worked out pretty well. Except every five minutes, people kept coming up to us and being like, you know where the, the ticket pickup is? <laughs> We're like, no, we, don't work, we don't work. here. We don't work here. We don't. Somehow, I think with our Villanova stuff on this week, we won't get that problem. But we may get some booze intermixed in there. We'll see how that plays yeah, out. Yeah,
1: I think the best place to just go is just in our home hotel room. Yeah, we'll see. Because we had the wives with us last time, so that, that was true. that, that was an impediment to the podcast recording note, process.
0: Note, note to the audience here: blotti just said that his wife was an impediment. That's what I heard. That's what I, I, mean, I'm not, my wife doesn't listen to this, so I'm coming off okay on this, but I'm just putting that out there. So you're going to have to deal with that.
1: Fair enough. Yikes. Fair enough. I Yikes. guess I'll we'll have to deal all right, with that. All right. Not to mention a weekend during the holidays not being around. Yeah. Good luck. All right,
0: so yeah. Nice. We're off to a good start here. <laughs> yeah. You're lucky it's your birthday tomorrow. Yeah. This is going well.
1: <laughs> this is going well. My birthday is on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, The day, December 11th. Not the, tomorrow. The yeah. evening yeah. of the pen game. Bum, bum, bum. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about the week we just had. Yeah. And I'd like to dub this past week the week of Jermaine Samuels.
0: Amen. Yes.
1: Yes. As Jay calls him, Maino.
0: Maino. Maino.
1: Welcome to the team. Welcome to the highlight reels. Yeah. Jermaine Samuels is here, baby. I love it. And I'm here for it. I am here for it. All about it. All just a couple podcasts ago, we were saying, give this kid some time. Dwayne Anderson's on the team. He's coaching him up. He kind of has a similar type game. Totally. he's He's got all the fix-ins, He's athletic. He can move. He's exciting. He just wasn't putting it all together. Yeah. And now, boom, here comes the offense. He was averaging 13 points this week, 7.5 rebounds or something around there. Yeah. Had a great week. Was the reason. We beat Temple. We 100%. don't beat Temple without Jermaine Mano Samuels. Samuels. Yes.
0: 100%. Yeah. Oops.
1: And then he hit some big shots and made some big rebounds and plays against St. Joe's as well. So what a week the kid had and a really important week for him to break out because even though, yes, Temple and St. Joe's at home are games we should win, right, it's important it's rivalry games the fans are watching everyone's watching etc and man what a great time for him to break out his confidence has to be totally next level and it couldn't come at a better time oh my god with kansas coming up with yukon coming up and then getting into the big east regular season i mean
0: this team is a totally like look i don't want to overplay this too much but This team is a totally different team with Samuels and Cremo. We'll get to Cremo in a minute. With Samuels and Cremo contributing and playing aggressively and having confidence in in themselves, we have a lot of different options then on the floor. So I'm with you. This was huge for him to get involved and just opened so many things up for the team. Playing him what was interesting is it what was super cool actually is, you know, Jay always picks two players to join him in the press conference afterwards, right? Basically whoever stars in the game. Samuels, I don't think maybe he did it last year at DePaul that one game. Probably not though, I'd have to go back and check. But he was in both press conferences this week. So cool to see. Like just huge. I Man, does the kid forward.
1: sound like a Villanova basketball player? Oh my what? god, yeah, I'm yeah. Just doing it for doing my teammates. It, doing it for the guys, yeah. Doing it for my like, teammates, oh. you know. I'm just confident you know, I'm just focusing on defense and rebounding, and that's what I'm here to do. And, you know, if the shots go in, that's great, but I'm really just doing it for my teammates.
0: Absolutely. Like, oh, my God. He totally bought in. We just, <laughs> so we, we don't do too many X's and O's here, but one thing I did take away from the press conference, from the last press conference, was pretty interesting. Jay said, hey, look, previously we'd been trying to play Maino. We're just going to go for it, Maino, right? We are trying to play Maino at everything from the 2 to the 5, and there was a lot we were asking for him. And we basically – reduced it, and said, you're just going to play the four and the five. Period. Period. Now, Jermaine's probably what? a He was probably in high school a three?
1: Yeah, he translates more to a two or a three. If right. It, next level, he's yeah. two or three.
0: So, but what he does at the four and the five is he definitely stretches the floor a little bit more with the confidence and his willingness to shoot the three. And now that he's starting to hit it a little bit more, if you put him at the five, yeah, he's undersized, whatever. He's aggressive on the boards, and if he's shooting that three, it totally changes the characterization of the offense.
1: If he's at the five, the one thing he needs to do a little bit better job as, which I want to focus more on the Mm positives here, but the mm -hmm. one thing that he needs to do a little bit more is he needs to actually be in position to rebound a little better because he's strong enough to box out. A guy who's bigger than him. He's. I mean, we've talked about this many times. Jermaine Samuel is strong. He's built. He is He's yeah. clearly a gym rat, right? So, and that goes all the way back to when we got him. Yeah. In high school, he was always that way.
0: Oh yeah, he stepped on but, the floor last year. He was a man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a man. He's more man than I am. 100%. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. But he likes to crash the board. Yes. Which is a big difference in boxing out to get the rebound. Yeah. And I. He had some fouls called on him because he was aggressive, over aggressive, crashing the board, etc. That's my one thing. If he's at the five, four can be a little different. If he's at the five, then he's got to be in position to box out. Yeah, totally. Right. Uh, granted, if he's shooting, that's a different story, but like that's not yeah. what I'm talking yeah.
0: about. Yeah. Dietrich Lawson this week, is going to give him uh, a little tutorial on how to play the Five, I'm yeah. sure.
1: It,
0: th- th- that should be interesting. We'll, we'll get to that a little bit later, yeah. but
1: uh, yikes. Masterclass but, but coming. But to your point, and I think it's important to talk about Cremo too, Yeah, Cremo yeah. was the Jermaine ignited the Temple comeback and got us in the lead. Cremo was the reason that we then held on to the game. Cremo kind of was like the closer. Yes, that's in that a great game. point. Yeah. Oh, that one move he had
0: in the paint was yeah. so nice. Oh, oh man, he
1: looked like he has been playing Villanova basketball for like three years. Yeah, he was like I, a Jalen Brunson play. I, I do. I do love his The jump step the jump step followed by the pivot, pivot, mm. pivot, step through layup. Man, that was like Is that Jalen Brunson or Joe Cremo?
0: Yeah, I heard Joe Cremo's father also played for Temple. So, very (laughs) weird coincidence. (laughs) To be clear, he did not, at least as far as I know. No, yeah, he might have. He he might have, yeah.
1: Yeah, I had no idea. And I'm not going to research it. (laughs) Believe it or not, we're not familiar with Joe Cremo's family history. No. Shocker. Not at all. So, Cremo has looked terrific, and I'm waiting for that mask. I just want the mask to come off because he's hitting shots now. And I just have a feeling that when that mask comes off, I, I, I don't know. I, I watch his stroke. He's got a really good release. I just feel like everything's going in when he shoots it.
0: it it's, it's nice. I agree. And Jay keeps, every time Jay talks about him, he references the mask. So clearly, again, we've we mentioned this before, the mask, I'm sure, inhibits you to some extent. I've never played with a mask. Though I did play with Rex Bex in lacrosse in eighth grade, and it was fucking miserable. So, and, and that just gives you an idea of how good I was at athletics. The fact that I had Rex specs on,
1: but that ch- that checks out. It checks
0: out, right? For those
1: who don't know, Rob, the fact that he was wearing rec specs makes complete sense. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Hundred percent. But that said, they were they were very inhibiting. So I can get how a mask absolutely does that same thing. So yeah. Hopefully the mask comes off. The thing I loved was Cremo started off hot last game. I think he was like three for five, and he was like two for three from three. So he had the hot hand. He definitely cooled off as the game went on, but he kept shooting. Yes. And frankly, that's I think that's what we had talked about earlier, is we want to see him be
1: more aggressive, even if the shots aren't going in. Yes. Just take the shot. Yeah, Joe Cremo, he's a, he's a fifth-year senior, right? Yeah. Shoot the fucking ball. We brought you here to shoot. Shoot shoot the, the ball. Shoot the ball. Shoot the fucking ball. Yeah. Shoot him up. Sleep in the streets. That's right. He's been sleeping in the streets for a little bit, but just shoot him up. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Averages have a funny way of working it out. Yes. Absolutely. Right. So if I mean, he's gonna be a forty percent shooter and he's shooting twenty five percent now, which he's doing a little better than that. Yeah. But he's shooting twenty five percent now, then the averages will work in our favor later and I'll take it later. Keep going. Yes, so, exactly. Let's yes. Go. yes. Keep yeah. firing him up. <laughs> absolutely. Right. Yeah, huge week. I, the the potential
0: for this team yes. after this week, if it continues He's getting to, closer to Yes,
1: I want to get to that. There there were some moments that need to be oh, – let's yeah. put that in check. But I want to talk about your point that Samuels and Cremo stepping up, which I think is more of a broader point. Other contributors contributing makes a huge difference because it takes some pressure off of Eric Paschal and Phil Booth as opposed to getting all the attention plus Colin Gillespie. Yeah. Plus making sure you box out Demir Cosby-Roundry who is still – great around the rim.
0: Great job around the rim. Yeah, just That's great job Dada around the
1: rim. Just yeah, job around o- always there. Dada, great job around the rim. Yeah. But anyway, you get contributions from those other players. All of a sudden, the scouting report has to shift a little bit, creates a little bit more open space for Pascal and Booth. The Temple game was so insanely frustrating because it was just nonstop. Booth and Pascal, we're just going to have to win this ourselves. Yeah. And it just wasn't coming to them. The game was not coming to them. They were not playing in the flow of the game and there was clearly a timeout where Jay fucking lit Pascal up. There was a there was timeouts where like Jay called him and it was just like guys like clearly he adjusted his plans to say guys you got to get the other guys involved here. Yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden you noticed in the Temple game second half Pascal and Phil start distributing a little bit more. The ball keep the ball starts moving around a little bit and then boom, Samuels hits like three threes, you got Cremo making shots and then all of a sudden, we're in front of the game. Yeah. And it was like, clearly, they Pascal and Booth need help. These guys are not Brunson and Bridges, which I don't expect them to but, be. But,
0: but, but wait, wait, let me interrupt you there. It's not even that they're not Brunson and Bridges. The reason the past few years the teams have been so good and it's with any team, right, is because there are so many weapons on the floor. Yes, Brunson and Bridges were the guys last year, but you couldn't leave DiVincenzo alone. You couldn't leave Spellman alone. There are just so many different options. And so if we're operating with just Booth and Pascal, yeah, no kidding. The teams can key on them, and it limits you. But as soon as we start to get these other guys involved, their confidence goes up, yes, it's going to open it up absolutely for Booth. And I'm
1: really glad that they're figuring this out now. If you think back, and look, this team's not the 2017 number one overall seed team. Yeah. But if you think back to the 2017 team, that team got drunk on just everything went through Josh Hart. Mm, yeah. Josh Hart had to touch the ball, every possession. Dude, like, do you remember he, the Notre Dame game yeah, that year? Single game. It was about mm-hmm. a year ago. Mm-hmm. That was that was about a year ago. Two, years, we ago. Went a, two, years, two years ago. Two years ago, sorry. Yeah. That was about this time, two yeah. years ago. Yep. I remember we went for my birthday. Great birthday idea, by the way. That's yeah. an awesome event. Yeah, thank you. I love it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Josh Hart took pictures with my parents and, Did he really? and my sister. Yep. Great I didn't guy. Know that. Wow. wow. Josh Hart, Good great stuff. guy. Yeah. If you I mean, haven't heard of him before, we love Josh Hart. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if that's clear, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. So that team got drunk on Josh Hart having to do everything and it got one dimensional and he got bottled up in that tournament and we didn't go very far. And so. I hope this team realizes that they can't play just through Booth and Pascal. Yeah. I
0: I think the difference is that team, yes, got drunk on that. I think that's the right term. That team also basically didn't have a loss, like a bad loss throughout the whole year. This team, we've already got a couple beatdowns, so I feel like the learning process is very clear or should be very clear to these guys earlier on.
1: Yeah. Totally agree. So look, Temple was an interesting game. It was a fun game to win because we were down the entire time. Temple was outplaying us. They were defending the shit out of us. We were they they were doing a good job at just saying, you know what? We'll let Pascal and Booth try and do whatever and we'll defend them straight up. And they were able to. They did, yeah. Right? And then once we once Jay made some adjustments to get the other guys involved, that's when Temple came unraveled. St. Joe's was a little bit interesting. We pretty much controlled the game from about 5 to 10 minutes in, up until about 8 minutes left in that game. And then from 8 minutes left in the game till 2 minutes left in the game, we had a 22-point lead, and St. Joe's went on like a 16-0 run to get way back in the game. The game got down to 6, which the game should have never Not gotten down no. to 6. Clear. right. So our guys fell a little bit asleep at the wheel, but then we did enough to hold them off at the back end, and we— got the game and we won the holy war yeah
0: as as always happens yes
1: so that's now 25 straight big five wins which actually has gotten national media attention yeah because it's so significant it's so beyond what other people have done before i
0: I will say this the saint joe's game yeah we obviously came out and we we were dominating for a while they were missing their best player.
1: They were missing Charlie
0: Brown. Lucy pulled the ball out ahead of time, <laughs> and Charlie Brown was injured and did not play. So I don't want to take too much away from, from the win, but it does come with a bit of an asterisk, right? So, fine. Look, I'll take the 2 0 week. We move on. We've got. U Penn. We've got U Penn this week on Tuesday. Yeah.
1: And. You've got a
0: hot take on U Penn. I
1: do have a hot take. Yeah. I think we're going to lose. Why
0: do you think we're going to lose?
1: Okay, so U Penn won the Ivy League last year they are a so they're returning an ncaa tournament team they did have some seniors they might not be the best team in the ivy league this year but they're certainly top two or three so good ivy league team they're playing at the palestra so they will have a home game against us they will smell blood in the water because again this team is not the all world beating teams that we've had in the last five years this is a classic trap game people you heard it here it, first. It really is. Classic trap game. We got what will be, so Gonzaga lost today, so we what will be the number one team in the country away at Allen Fieldhouse coming up on Saturday. Big time trap game. Our players could look past that, especially our young guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, but the is going to be rocking. It's going to be a zoo. Penn has got an upstart team at home thinking they can win.
0: They also shoot a lot of threes they, and actually make a lot of threes yeah, too. Good, so, good
1: shooting team could
0: very well play into the. All your of narrative the factors
1: here. are there. And w- there have been 10 minute stretches with this team where we have looked absolutely awful including the Michigan game where it was like a 40-minute stretch. <laughs> all, looked, all of the stretch. The, the whole game, we looked terrible. Right? <laughs> really bad. But even in games, it, we're 8-2. So we've run out of record. Now we're having a good out-of-conference. we got a win against a ranked team. We've yep. got All the components are good. Sure. This team is trending to the NCAA tournament. But we have had, in every game, 10-plus-minute to plus minute stretches where the team has looked absolutely anemic offensively, gets one-dimensional at times. Then defensively gets stops, but just doesn't have enough offensively to make those stops last anything. And we play a slow tempo, which naturally allows people to stay in the game, right? We do it to stay in the game against better competition. Other teams feast off of that if we're playing lesser competition ourselves, yeah. because then they get to stay in the game. Yeah. And these guys, and, and it's an interesting take. Like Penn is
0: definitely a an older team. They've got. Two juniors and a senior, all of averaging over 10 points a game. So they've got the experience there. Right. And they've they w- seen
1: us before. Went to the tournament.
0: They went to the tournament. Like These guys have the pieces. They've also got another freshman who averages over 10 a game. So the scoring's a little bit balanced. They've got the experience. They've seen us. It
1: could happen. I'm not going to be surprised if we win. Obviously, it's a game we should win. Sure. But I'm calling a loss because I think this is a classic trap game. Classic get-ahead-of-yourself game. And unfortunately, I think our Wildcats are going to lose on my birthday.
0: It could. I could see it happening. Especially, I I like your point about the young guys on the team. I mean, could you imagine if you're a freshman on Villanova right now? You're like, all right, all right, we, we got this shit figured out. Fine. Got a couple Big Five wins. Like, Big Five doesn't mean anything to me.
1: Yeah, we got the Temple and St. Joe's wins. We got the Big Five. Whatever.
0: And then, oh, we're going to the Fog on Friday. Flying out. I'm sure they're flying out on Friday, right? We're going to the fog on Friday. That's where my head's at. It's right. got to
1: be. Right. It's got to be. Do you blame him? No. That's, a, fans, that's exactly we'll, where my... As fans, we're thinking like, okay, Penn, whatever. Let's just get past that. And then we got to t- I mean, pen, yeah. So.
0: My headspace was exactly that. Yeah. Penn, we knocked out Temple. We knocked out St. Joe's. Great. Let's move on. Right. Like, done.
1: Right. So, I'm calling it. You heard it here first. Okay. Our 25-game win streak is going to get blown up by the Pennsylvania Quakers. Womp womp. That would be kind of sad. It would be. I'd be very upset. Yeah. Even though I'm calling it, I'm still going to be mad if it happens.
0: So the implication then, we'll get to this later, would be potentially an in 2 week.
1: Yeah. I'm actually, uh, uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised with an 0-3 finish to the out-of-conference play. Woo! Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I have a lot of reasons for that. Oh. I don't think the Kansas one is that crazy to think of. But <laughs> yeah. Danny Hurley at UConn's got something going there.
0: That dude is jacked up. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. All the time. He's got
1: something going at MSG. It's, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see.
0: All right. We'll see. Okay. So that was the week past. That's the so, week coming so, up.
1: That's the week past. It's week coming up. One thing I want to mention, and this will turn into our next topic, is at the St. Joe's game. Now, I like when they come up with fun, cool ideas to do at the pavilion. But the St. Joe's game, they decided to do a, hey, students, wear Christmas stuff to the game which makes sense. This is the last home game before the holiday. Yeah. So, okay, I get it. You want to do a, you want to do a little bit of a Christmas themed thing. Sure. Fine, whatever. Except for the fact that St. Joe's wears red. Whoops, didn't think about that. Christmas is red. And surprise, shock. you it yeah. here first. <laughs> red is a Christmas color. Yeah. And so there were students wearing santa theme stuff and christmas theme stuff, and they were wearing red. I saw one girl who was wearing a red sweater, right? They panned to the crowd, red sweater. Yeah. Jeans, red sweater. She's clearly cheering for Nova, wearing a red sweater in a for a blue and white team playing the Hawks, who are wearing red.
0: This is clearly a missed opportunity to reach out and connect with our Jewish brethren.
1: Yeah.
0: Hanukkah colors, blue and
1: white. Hanukkah colors. It should have been the Hanukkah game. And it's Hanukkah.
0: Anatonica. Who
1: is in charge of marketing? Right. We're calling you out right
0: now. Yes. Botched opportunities all around. I here. realize
1: we're an Augustinian Catholic school, but you had a perfect opportunity we to, to, reach out, yeah? to reach out to our Jewish brethren.
0: Interfaith connections, and we missed it. If, the, if this season falls apart, that's probably the time we can point to. And the reason we can look back on and say, that's why we didn't win a title this year.
1: That's right. We're really stretching here. All right. So anyway, so it brings up an interesting point because there was a f- interesting article. I'll say interesting to say the least. <laughs> and we got to get into it. we got to yeah, talk yeah, let's, about let's this. Let's go. Let's go. A student, a freshman student, not going to name names. No, you can no, find no, the no, article no. online. You can find the article online. Wrote an article that put the administration, the athletic department, and everyone who was involved with this pavilion – the Finneran Pavilion Redesign unblast. On Blast.
0: On Blast. On Blast. Bill Finneran, this is on you. Exactly. <laughs> Calling you out. I know Bill's a big listener of the podcast, so <laughs> we'll chat with him next time. Yeah. No, no
1: So, we won't. it was a lot of hot takes in there. As, as any
0: opinion piece should be. But yeah, a lot
1: right. of hot takes. An opinion piece needs to be a hot take. Look, I wrote opinion for the Villanovan back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah. You got, I had, you got some hot takes. I had some hot takes, some, some hot gems, takes. some things I wish yeah, I could yeah. take back, etc., whatever, so we're all kids. They're all kids. I yeah. get it. Like I, I don't like go too crazy holding people crazy accountable. Opinions evolve over yeah. time, etc. I wanna say up front, before we get into everything else, I do think that the author makes some okay points. <laughs> Not some good points, some okay points. It is difficult to get tickets to the pavilion.
0: Yeah. So so should we run through really just quick like the basic premise of the article yeah go ahead go ahead yeah. why don't you give everyone a background so so the basic premise of the article if you haven't read it, haven't read it is essentially that the combination of the pavilion design and the pavilion ticketing system and student ticketing system have made it unwelcoming to the freshman class which is a you theme l- seems to be a theme yeah. the freshmen are
1: just unwelcome at Villanova the, the freshmen are not welcome <laughs> at Villanova <laughs> the they, all the national, the national team was good in the past and they're not as good this year. The team doesn't
0: welcome the freshmen, clearly, because mm-hmm. they're not winning as much. Yeah. It, it is a conspiracy. You yep. don't want the freshmen on campus. That right. must be it.
1: That's it. Throw them out. Throw them out.
0: Fuck them. Exactly. Fuck them. Fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck these freshmen. Fuck em. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No bas-
1: performer <laughs> at Hoops That's right.
0: <laughs> Life is tough. You know what? Life is very difficult. Uh, but yeah, basic premise was that Look, between the design of the pavilion being suboptimal and the fact that freshmen aren't getting tickets, it makes it hard to get excited about the
1: basketball team, to which we say, that's some bullshit. Yes, we call a lot of bullshit there. We call some bullshit. Right. She makes a couple points that's fair. She says, look, I know they like to champion the fact that we get free tickets, but at $70,000 a year to go to the university, I'd hardly call that free. But the other point is that, yeah, I'm calling a lot of bullshit on the on the atmosphere thing.
0: Yeah, biggest thing on the atmosphere thing that, that drove me crazy was she's complaining that it's
1: standing room only. The students had stand standing room. No shit! Yeah, it better be standing room only. Absolutely. Right, because they're trying to cram as many fucking students into that arena as possible, which is what they should be doing. So I don't think you can complain on one hand about standing room only and on the other hand, complain that there aren't enough tickets available. You're using one method to solve the other. Also, if you...
0: Obviously, this person's a freshman. They've never been to a Villanova basketball game. But it almost indicates to me they weren't really that into sports in high school. Or they weren't into high school basketball either. Because at least the high school I went to, we all stood up anyway. We you all stood up We stood up in... Guess what? Even in the old pavilion, we all stood up the whole time too. Because that gets people excited. Because you're jumping up and down. You're making a lot of noise. And guess what? None of the other alumni are standing up. They're sitting on their asses. Yeah, I don't
1: want the students sitting, ever. Yeah, no. Ever. I want them standing the entire game. No way. The Cameron Crazies don't sit. Yes. The Cameron Crazies are just a bunch of risers, and the students stand on the standing risers only. There is no seats in Cameron Indoor. It's the whole point. Right. It's literally the entire point. So, screw that. That point was horrible. Invalid. And And she was saying it was unsafe. No, actually having seats is like an actual impediment.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and there's some complaint too about like people them saying out selling alcohol so that made people drunk. I'm like, guess what? People were wasted before too. It hasn't made that much of a difference.
1: Wait, hey, I'm actually how is that not a good thing? Actually, yeah. Our students now can get alcohol at games if they're 21 and older. That's amazing. Wait, they can drink legally? <laughs> Shocker. That is incredible. This is an incredible turn of events for this university. I don't think that, that – I'm actually taking that as like a massive positive. You're telling me that 21-year-old student can get a beer? And wait, this is
0: – there's a lot of like science behind this that have said basically if you're – if you allow people to drink during events and stuff like that, it definitely lessens binge drinking beforehand. So again, we're actually solving a problem here. So let's not complain about it.
1: Yeah. Agree with that. Uh, ticket lottery? Yeah, oh yeah, we got to get into that. we got to talk about the ticket lot. So, so look, her point is it seems like it feels as though it's harder to get tickets than it was, which she has no basis of comparison.
0: Actually, like you could have fact-checked that too, by the way. Let's call it what it is.
1: Right. Somebody could have fact-checked it. I will say this. It does seem as though the student areas are smaller in the new pavilion, in the Finneran, the Finn, than they were at the old pavilion. Which At if, the old if, pavilion... Yeah, that whole wall of students. Yes, that was about what fifteen hundred. Yeah, tickets. Yep, yep. It's about half that now. They do have the wings Is that on a fact? either side. It's about half that. Um, if you look at it, you can just see, but by, by eyeballing it, it's roughly half the size. Because the so, other if half, one of our listeners
0: knows the number. Fact check us. I want to know the stats. I want
1: to know how many students because somebody are should different.
0: have fact checked the article too. Right. So fact check us. We're asking to be fact checked. Yes.
1: out. But when I look at it on TV, it's very clear delineation. We talked about this earlier. Yeah, the student section is the first half of the south side, and I know because we did have I did on Twitter was talking about this a little bit, and someone said um, that their season tickets are in the south side above the student section. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, so yeah. it is about halfway through. Yeah, I'm pretty confident on that. Then there's wings on either side, which never used to exist, which is cool. Yeah. Then there are students on the north side. Those student sections are clearly small. Because yeah. there's not a lot of room yeah, back there. Yeah, there's nothing there. And, but there is, I think, wings on those sides too. I don't think that adds up to 1,500 student tickets. It doesn't on the eyeball, on the eye check, Fair. it doesn't look like it adds up to the same amount of student yeah, tickets. Yeah. But if they're anywhere close, if they're within 100 either way of, of the prior student attendance, then I don't think that there's a complaint here.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The alumni The alumni donated $60 million to this renovation all in all. So as far as I'm concerned, yeah, the alumni get to have the fucking say.
0: Yeah, and look, I you and I complained enough when we were there, right? Like so, so 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 I wanna I wanna give her like I don't wanna fall into the like, oh, now we're alumni, so now let's get on the alumni camp. Like you and I both think that was thought that was bullshit back in the day. I wanna see more students Agreed. get seats Agreed. today too, right? Agreed. That said, like I don't wanna say I don't wanna go so far as the author to be like, Oh, I feel this Inhibits my ability to get excited for basketball games. No. No. We attended, we attended when the big thing was the year prior we had made the Sweet 16, right? And we got a number one seed at the tournament. That was a big deal. We hadn't won a a title since 85. I painted my body every single game. There were a lot of games I didn't get tickets to. I was still excited.
1: You were talking last week. I got to go to the St. Joe's game. You didn't get a ticket. I did not, Yeah. yeah.
0: I was still excited. You can still get pumped, and you can still contribute to the excitement around it. Like, don't let the fact that, oh, you didn't get a ticket, or, oh, the stadium setup isn't the way you like it. Who the fuck cares?
1: Yeah. Get pumped about
0: it. Support. here's, Here's a hot take. Support your fellow students. Eric and Phil and Joe and Jermaine. Those are Villanova students. Support them. Don't like. Don't complain about the pavilion. Be like, oh, it's not. It's not
1: comfortable enough for me.
0: You sound like you're a future alum already.
1: Yeah. Right. You know. That's a good point. Suck it up. Yeah, I like that. I like. Go that. make some noise. Yeah, I like that a lot. Oh look, I I think the point is here. You're working with a small arena. They would have to basically empty out the entire arena and make it students only to get every student into the pavilion.
0: And wait, and you and I, we were in SGA back in the day, right? And we ran the lottery. Guess what? Most games don't sell out.
1: Right. There are empty seats. In the student section. In the student section. Yeah, in the student section. Most yeah. games. That's correct. Most games do not sell out. I want. Will the author be there in January when we're playing home games before break?
0: Will they be there? Because for the- I guarantee you,
1: if you lottery and win those games and go to those games, your chances of getting tickets. In February and March, when you're looking for those big home games at the end of the year, are going to be sky high. Yeah. Because that's how the lottery works. Yep. Lottery works where you win and you go and you get a a ton of points for next time.
0: Yep. At least that's how it did when we were there. I don't think
1: that they've changed it. It was always a good algorithm back in the day.
0: I would think, but yeah.
1: That's all I got to say. I get the I get the spirit of the article. She, like I, I, am okay with putting the administration on blast sometimes, which we did plenty. Yeah, we did plenty of it. I think it's fair. I don't want to sit here and be like you overprivileged, nah, you know, nah, nah, nah. Gen Z, nah. blah blah blah, right? Whatever. Oh my god, if
0: we did that, it'd be so old. Yeah,
1: it'd be that'd be
0: that's some bullshit right there. Yeah, that'd be
1: garbage. Yeah, I'm not. That's not my style. No, nah. I do think that the author needs to probably take a step back and think about it a little bit more because there is a lot of excitement to go on yeah there's a lot of excitement to go around and embrace the pavilion it is what it is look a lot of alums complained about the fact that they didn't raise the entire pavilion and build (laughs) a 12000 person arena yeah right so but within the confines of what we could accomplish given radnor township constrictions etc they did a pretty nice damn good job on this arena
0: always something to complain about
1: right so let's take a chill pill Let's take a step back here and enjoy what we got going on right now. For sure. All right. We're going to take a little bit of a break. We're gonna After the break, we're going to talk about the Kansas game. Yep. I'm going to preview that. Yep. We're going to talk about a big-ass week for the Big East. We're back on track. Maybe not all the way, but the Big East is kind of tr- – we've, we've moved from dumpster fire to like – We're by. Know, like you, low, you, little park fire. We're by park low park. right now. By low. Yeah. By low yeah. in the Big <laughs> yeah. East. That's where we're at. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in a minute, less than a minute. See you on the flip side. Hello, everyone. It's Chris from The Full 40 with Chris and Rob brought to you by Nova Insider. Nova Insider is the best place to go for all things related to Villanova basketball news. Check them out on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm telling you it's the best place to go if you're looking for inside Nova info. Also, don't forget to check out their website, Nova Insider19851985.com for some seriously awesome gear. Stay with these guys. They got some really exciting stuff coming out. Again, this is The Full 40 with Chris and Rob, brought to you by Nova Insider. And now let's get back to the show. All right, everyone, welcome back. The Full 40 with Chris and Rob, brought to you by Nova Insider. Thanks for joining us for the second half. Of tonight's podcast. So, Rob and I, we've mentioned it before. We're excited about it. Per huge, we are going to Lawrence, Kansas to see Villanova lose to the Kansas Jayhawks at Allen Fieldhouse. And we're 100%. pretty fucking excited about it.
0: We're pretty excited. It's going to be a loss.
1: We're going to lose this game.
0: The number one team. They will be the number one team in the country when we walk in the door.
1: Yeah, and they're going to be pretty fucking pissed. Bill Self is going to have, like, I don't think they have any games this week. So I'm pretty sure that Monday night he's going to roll the 2005 game where we smoked them at Wells Fargo mm. Center. Tuesday night he's going to roll the uh, the Bahamas yeah. game where Archie Diacono sent them to a loss. Wednesday night he's going to roll. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great problem to have, yeah, by yeah, the yeah. way. It's yeah. phenomenal. Wednesday night he's going to roll the the, the 2016 Elite Eight Yep. And Thursday night, he's going to roll the Final Four game beat from last down. year. The Final Four beatdown at the hands of Eric Paschal last year. <laughs> yes. So I'm pretty certain that that's going to be his required viewing for the week. He's going to have his team all amped up. Yeah. They're going to be real fucking pissed.
0: Because he, he does have a lot of new faces on there who don't have the history and haven't been through the Villanova beatdown yeah. that we've given a lot of the other And players. then
1: Friday night... He's going to roll the confidence booster of when they absolutely fucking slaughtered us in the 2008 Sixth, Sweet oh 16. Oh, God, yeah. That team that went on to the, win a national championship. Yes, one of the teams of men, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, Kansas is going to come in hot. <laughs> yeah. We could be in for a real blowout. Like yo, We could lose by third. I wouldn't be surprised if we yo, lost by third. They thir- might bring
0: in fat Sharon Collins back from like the 2018. He is fat. He's fat. Yeah. He's, he, he's put on a lot of weight. He yeah. was a large man to start, but he put on a lot of weight. They may they may bring him out and just put him on the court just because they can. They may be that confident. They may be like, you know what? We're bringing back a team of men here. Sharon's going to lead us, show us the way.
1: Yeah. But like, look, and they're going to have so much bulletin board material because they're going to be number one in the country, but it's almost like a by default number one mm. because they were ranked two to start the season. Yep. Then Duke beat Kentucky. Yeah. Kansas hasn't lost. Yes, and Kins has some great wins. Has some great wins. Has some iffy wins, but has some great wins. But they're wins. But they're wins. They're undefeated. A lot recently without Adoka Azubuki. Yes. Who is a man. Which I actually could make them a little bit better, actually, versus us. Yeah. Because we don't have anyone. like We would have no answer for Azubuki, but they would play bigger ball if yeah. he was there. And this forces them to play smaller ball, which I think is actually playing to their strength because they're a really good shooting team. Yeah. So anyway, already the talk on Kansas, and I've I've been reading Twitter after they beat – after Gonzaga lost to Tennessee. So Gonzaga is going to fall out of the number one slot. Already the talk in media is, well, Kansas is going to be number one. But does anyone really think that they're the best team in the country? And so they're already going to have all those tweets and all that bulletin board material. So they're going to be pissed off and wanting to prove themselves. I just don't see how this is not going to be a train wreck for Villanova.
0: It's They're a really good team. Yeah. They have a lot of very good players.
1: If for some reason we go 2-0 this week, my God, Jay Wright is literally like the most amazing coach ever. Because I'm predicting an 0 in two weeks. If we go
0: 2-0, sign us up for an Elite Eight. Because that means this team has absolutely turned a corner. Right. That would be a shocking week for us. Yes. Like, the highest of highs that yeah. Jay could be expecting. Right.
1: right like, 1-1 one one is fair to assume for this week. Yes. I'm assuming 0-2. Yep. I usually don't play the pessimist. It doesn't look good on me. But I just think it's going to happen. Yeah. 1-1, one one, if, if you're a Villanova fan, as long as we don't get absolutely mauled, which I think is fair to it, expect. It could happen. Right. But if we keep it within, if we lose by like 10, 15 or less, with a one-on-one week, I think you just walk away and say, okay, fine. That's why That's why you play really good competition. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, we talked about Uzu, uh Azubuke. Wow. Uduke The Doka Azubuki. Wow. Good God. Is out. Is out. So there are other players you need to know your Lawson.
1: Oh, my God. This he, guy is the man.
0: He's So he's one of the transfers, one of the Lawson brothers, transfers from Memphis. Yep. Sat out last year. If you didn't watch the New Mexico State game, I think he scored their last 18 points. It was points. at least
1: 14. It might have been 18. He is very good. Oh, my
0: God. The guy is incredible. He will give Dada a run for his money because he does a great job around the rim.
1: He might do a better job around the rim than Dada.
0: I think he probably does. He's very large, he is very strong, and very talented. He's the guy. He is their best player, period. Right. So he's the guy you need to watch out for.
1: LeGerald Vick... Is having himself a year.
0: So wait, wait. quick story, if you don't follow LeGerald Vick. LeGerald Vick was basically asked not to return to Kansas. He finished up his junior year last year, was not that great to finish off the year, tested the NBA waters, looked like he was going to leave and Kansas had, like, all these players coming back in. There was basically some, like, tacit agreement where Bill Self's kind of like, yeah, 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 like, we don't really want you. You're going to leave. Whatever. He finagled his way back, and he's been on an absolute tear to start the year. He's shooting 56% from three right now. He's got a couple games over 30 points. He has a couple, basically, Kansas wins that he can attribute to himself. So when he gets hot, he can absolutely go off. So they've got inside... With Lawson, they've got outside with Vic, and they've still got some other great contributors as well. Yeah, they got too. some
1: freshmen who are playing big minutes, right? Yeah.
0: So they've got Dotson and Grimes are the two guards that you need to know. Both freshmen, both very talented guys. They've been contributing, and they are you know some of their starters as well. So a lot of talent to go around. They can beat you inside. They can beat you outside. It's going to be really tough for us.
1: Yeah, they're a good team. They're a well-rounded team. Yeah, they are not. And they're not at their peak yet by any stretch of the imagination. No. This is a team that Bill Self will have peaking in in February, March. Yeah. This is a team that could win the national championship this year. Yeah,
0: because there's so many. You're right. Because there's so many new faces, they're definitely still feeling each other out at this point. So similar to how we've talked about watching our team grow this year, Kansas is a team that could absolutely grow together as the year goes on as they figure out what roles people want to play on the team and yeah. they work as a bouquet back in too.
1: Right, a hundred percent. So look. We said it a million times. We're expecting to lose this game. Yes. So Rob and I are going to go down to Lawrence, Kansas. Yes. And we're going to be the friendliest Villanova fans that these Kansas fans have ever seen. Yes.
0: The the tourist hub that is Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah, the tourist yes. hub that is Villanova, <laughs> Kansas.
1: But we're going to... that That is Lawrence, Kansas. We're going to be in our Villanova gear. Oh, yeah. But we're going to be very friendly. Anyone comes up, says something mean, me like, I don't know. So much respect for your program. <laughs> yeah. Much respect. A lot respect. of respect. Right, Bill Self, great coach, you know, you guys have been on an incredible run, you know. Uh, yeah. which, which they have. They're at like a million Big 12 titles in a row.
0: I think since the Big 12 was founded, they've won all of the titles. Yeah,
1: I think that sounds about right. All
0: of the titles. Yeah. yeah, so like
1: we're respected, we root for you guys because, you know, <laughs> fuck West Virginia. Because that's actually true, that's actually an opinion I have. I fucking hate West Virginia. Everybody hates
0: West Virginia, except West Virginia.
1: It's surprising to hear you say that, given that you're from Appalachia.
0: No, I'm from Pittsburgh,
1: which has a visceral hatred for West Virginia. There's a huge rivalry there. So we're going to be the friendliest freaking fans I've ever seen. Wearing Villanova gear, but just basically like nice as hell. You guys created basketball. You invented <laughs> basketball. Um, you know, it's just wonderful to be here. Thank you for welcoming us, blah, blah, blah. So,
0: so what, are we, what are we going to do in Lawrence?
1: So Lawrence, Kansas is about an hour outside of Kansas City. <laughs> yikes, which is already yikes. Yeah, good barbecue. Evidently, I've never been. Great, bar. we're gonna have some barbecue. Yeah, we need some meat. Need some meat. <laughs> meat. Nom nom nom. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But 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 we're gonna we're gonna head over to Lawrence, and they have Massachusetts Street, which is apparently the big drag. I, I guess everyone goes there. That's where the bar scene is. That's where I assume people will be out. We'll yeah. see. We'll find out. We're gonna kind of wing it. We're gonna follow people around. Absolutely. If anyone, by the way, is anyone who listens to this podcast is going to Lawrence, Kansas this weekend to see it. Hit us up on Twitter or on email at full40nova at gmail.com. On Twitter or Instagram, it's at the full 40. Hit us up. Let us know. Happy to meet up for some beers, etc. I think we're sitting behind the Villanova bench, but not anywhere close to the Villanova bench, like all the way pretty much in the nosebleeds. I mean,
0: look, I will say this was the one benefit of Villanova actually not being that good is that the ticket prices went way down. Mm-hmm. Way down. We there was some...
1: a time where we were thinking this is going to cost us like $500 a seat. Yeah. We got some good seats. Yeah. We still paid a pretty penny. We 230 did. is not cheap. No, no, no. know. But, but th- we paid about 230 bucks and we're sitting about, I don't know, call it 30, 40 rows behind the Villanova bench. Yeah. It, it looks like a good view. So we'll see. So the view should be good. So Massachusetts
0: Street, Raps, are going to check out. According to TripAdvisor, some other things that you want to check out in, in Lawrence are. The Booth Family Hall of Athletics.
1: Which is obviously Phil Booth.
0: Yes, named after Phil Booth right. already because they, they recognize his greatness. Because as many people don't know, he scored 20 points people in the national title game. That.
1: People do forget that.
0: People do forget it. Um, so yes, we'll check out the Booth Family Hall of Athletics. Evidently, when you're in Lawrence, you should check out the University of Kansas. I was, haven't heard of it. It was not on our list to see, but you know what? We'll go. We'll make a point, because TripAdvisor yeah. told us so. I haven't heard of it. Now, number four on the list. This is this is what I'm excited about: the Biodiversity Institute and Natural History Museum. Boom. Saturday afternoon, we don't have anything going on. Yeah, Let's we got do the it.
1: game. Games at noon, and I think we just head right there. Uh, the game's at
0: 11 a.m. local. Good God.
1: Oh, even more, even better. We'll be out by one at the Natural History mm. Museum by two. Yeah. We have like three hours to walk around. This is beautiful. Yeah, this is great. I'm excited. I'm excited. We're not podcasting on Saturday. We'll have (laughs) to to hold the podcast (laughs) off until Sunday morning. Yeah. Just so we can make sure we hit this up.
0: Yeah. It's going to be a long day at the Natural History Museum in Lawrence. That's what they're known for.
1: I hope it's not too far from the University of Kansas. (laughs) I hope so.
0: (laughs) Oh, good Uh, God. So anyway,
1: like in all seriousness, like, look, Lawrence, Kansas is, I think we understand what we're going into. We're going into a college town. Yeah. Everything revolves around the college. Sure. As it should. And we're excited to go. The main attraction is Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah. And I just can't wait for the pageantry, the student sections, like the loudness. I can't wait for the Rock Rock Chalk j Rock Chalk. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. Super excited for that. Every time I, everyone I've talked to who's been there before says it's absolutely incredible and amazing. It should be cool. And look, we're going there. We're gonna re- like hell for Villanova to win. We don't expect it to, so our expectations are low. Yeah. Uh, for our team, but our expectations were very high for Allen Fieldhouse and the entire experience. Yeah. That's the perspective that we're going into this game with, and I think totally. that's fair.
0: No, I think it'll be. It'll, it's a good test game. We'll see what happens. You and I are gonna have some fun this weekend. Hopefully, the team. At least plays a competitive game, and we see uh, Samuels continue on his, his hot streak. Yeah,
1: player of the game, Jermaine Samuels. We're calling it. You heard it here. no
0: Heard it here first. LFG, baby. Let's go. So,
1: I think that's good on Kansas. I think so. The prep. We'll, we'll obviously hit, uh, hit you guys up with all the deets afterwards. I think we got to talk about the Big East. Yeah. The Big East had a hell of a week. Yeah, absolutely. So, first things first. I was having a hard time tuning into fully paying attention the Villanova St. Joe's game because I was absolutely enthralled by the end of the Seton Hall Kentucky game. Yeah, crazy. It was insane. So if you didn't see it, the game's back and forth the entire second half. Seton Hall hits a monster 3 to go up 3 with like 2 seconds left. Yeah. And everyone thought that's it. Holy shit. Seton Hall's going to win. Crazy. No, Kentucky essentially hits like a half-court heave to send the game to overtime. And everyone was like, oh, my God. So then you think, because of that momentum shift, Kentucky's got to win totally in overtime. And then Seton Hall just hung tough.
0: Miles Powell, man.
1: Yeah. So then Kentucky's up two with a little bit of time left. Seton Hall... Has a great offensive play. The ball's moving around, whipping around. They drive the lane. They kick it back out. They do upfakes. It looked like a Villanova. Honestly, it looked like Villanova offense from last year, right? An upfake, a dribble to the left, and Miles Kale buries a three. He was like previously couldn't couldn't hit the broadside of the barn the entire game. Drills a three. Seton Hall beats number nine Kentucky on Madison Square Garden. The arena was absolute mayhem. Huge news around the entire country because anytime Kentucky does anything, yeah, it's big news.
0: Yeah, right. John Calipari woke up today. Big news. Yeah. Page (laughs) only only eclipsed by Coach K. Just like had his morning cup of coffee, and ESPN's like Coach K has had his coffee today. All is right with the world. Like it is
1: ridiculous. (laughs) Only eclipsed by Zion Williamson. Oh my gosh! Took a dump. Yeah, Yeah. we're putting live. (laughs) Zion Williamson's taking a dump, and this is unbelievable. We'll be talking about it next on SportsCenter. So, big-time win for the conference. Also a big-time win for the conference, Marquette beating Wisconsin. Huge, huge outcome. Yep. Yeah, because Marquette's
0: been up and down a little bit.
1: They had a good win against Louisville.
0: We, we thought maybe they'd be able to pull some out against Kansas. They had a halftime lead there, I believe, and then just kind of fell apart down the stretch. So, they were ranked to start the year. They're not ranked right now. It was a great win to have.
1: Yeah. Wisconsin top fifteen team, yep, looking good all year. Ethan Hat, monster. So Marquette, Brad Davison, yeah, Brad. Brad Davison. Oh my god, <laughs> that guy, buzz cut. Brad is uh, one shining pod likes to call him. Yeah, uh, but they got that win, and it was, actually that was, he was huge in that game because he had a nut punch.
0: Yes, I forgot about that. Straight up ran by, punched Marquette
1: dude right in the Hauser. Balls. One of the Hauser brothers, right, right in the nuts, <laughs> right in the nuts. <laughs> Got called for a flagrant for it. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Good. So, Marquette with a big win. And then the win for the conference, big news dropped this morning, is that the Big East was supposed to be in the con- in MSG for the Big East tournament in the prime spot until 2025, mm-hmm. 2025, 26 season. Yeah. I think that there was opt-out potentially. In
0: 2022, there.
1: yeah. Yeah, they could have opted out. Yeah. We now extended full board. We're locked in. Prime – Tournament, championship week, every year until 2028. Ten years down the road, we had MSG the entire time.
0: Yeah, so that was really confusing to follow if you're a listener. Let me clarify. The Big East signed a concrete contract with Madison Square Garden that we were going to retain the week prior to the tournament as the spot for the Big East tournament. We have basically fended off the Big Ten and the ACC. That's right. The preeminent the preeminent conferences, if you listen to ESPN, we've fended them off. MSG loves the Big East. They do. The Big East loves MSG. Look, we talked about it last year on the podcast. The Big East tournament at MSG is just special. There's it's just still, nothing better. It's still special. There's just
1: nothing better. It is just how it is supposed to be. It Absolutely. is the authentic, correct experience <laughs> for Northeast college basketball. Yes, totally. And it's just it just gives a comment to that. Because yeah, you can bring your big schools, you got your hundred thousand people, you know, hundred thousand alum, hundred thousand people go to your football game type schools and the whole nine yards. And that's great. And kudos to you for that. You can have that. But the big east is about basketball. It's a basketball centric conference located in major metropolitan areas, primarily in the northeast, with some stretch into the Midwest. And that is what the big East is all about and having your tournament in the middle of Manhattan is just where the conference should be. And it's what the conference should be about. And MSG recognizes the asset of the authenticity of that experience. And even without all the ranked teams that you could possibly ask for, they clearly recognize the fact that this is a conference that they want to strategically align with. Yeah.
0: And, and look, I think this is actually a pretty big deal. Because if you you go back a few years, obviously, with the creation of the new Big East, Fox bought in. We all know Fox sucks. I actually tried to go look for highlights of the St. Joe's Villanova game. I went to Fox Sports. I was like, oh, they carried the game. There were actually no highlights on their website. So dumpster fire. Whatever. But, but point being, Fox bought in early, and they said, yep, you know, we're going to take a bet on this new Big East MSG at that point already had an existing contract with the Big East. So it's kind of like, all right, like right, we're carrying this out, whatever. We're a few years in now. They made a conscious choice, even with all these other conferences, saying we are interested. that They like the Big East. And from what I read, the Big East definitely had to pay some more to make this happen. That said, it is still a big win for us. It keeps us... In New York City, it keeps us in prime time. We're not having to do some weird week prior like the Big Ten has to do. This is awesome. This is a credit to Jay. This is a credit to Val
1: Ackerman. Val Ackerman has been a freaking pro. She's awesome. Since since this conference. Is, what yeah. she's had to wade through with this conference is incredible. And to think that in Big East, since Big East's inception, we've had two of the five national championships. Now, no, granted, it's... it's just Jay and Villanova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still... Credit where credit's due. Yeah. If she had zero, we'd be dogging her for having zero. For sure, for sure.
0: So this is this is exciting for us. Look, selfishly for you and I, we had to keep going to watch the Big East Tournament. Let's get in them March. walk
1: across town, baby. Yeah,
0: I love it. I, love it. I so, don't even
1: take a subway to get there. <laughs> Lucky <laughs> Just you. Just to prove a point. Yeah. <laughs> Just to prove a point. I could take the seven. I could suck, take the shot. Suck it,
0: ACC. <laughs> yeah,
1: I <no. laughs> I'm going to walk. Yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, it, exciting news. You know, we've got the next 10 years to look forward to. Hopefully, we got the next 10
1: years of Jay Wright as well. So. And I think that's where we leave it. I think so. I think it's good. So, Penn, Kansas, podcast coming to you, recorded in Kansas, Yep, on the ground.
0: It's got to make it better, more authentic. Yeah,
1: big week this week. I turn 32. I'm old as shit. You are old as shit. Yeah. How's that Social Security? Collecting it, baby. Love it. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> there will be no Social Security no. by the time we're No, 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 definitely, definitely not. not. Bank, no. On yeah, bank on zero. Yeah, bank on zero. But before we get into that, we're going to stop it right there. Thanks for listening. And as always, let's Let's go, Nova. Nova.